All right, welcome to Abbreviated Steelers Show. Hey, we're going into the draft, lots of draft stuff, but I'll be honest, Joe, Paul, and I, we have been traveling around the country going to pro days, and, you know, we know who the Steelers want. We really haven't broken down all the college prospects. So we're doing some short shows going into the draft, and after draft, it will, they'll be longer. Obviously, the week after draft, we'll break down everything. But I've got Paul and I've got Joe. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. Doing all right today. Uh, excited to talk about some Steelers, even though yeah. there's not a whole lot to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a short show. Um, let's do it like this. Uh, there's four notes, and maybe we can uh, – I, I guess the interesting things about these is how they affect the draft. In and of itself, nothing is super exciting, but – or maybe we could take them one at a time and see how they impact the draft. It's all different positions. So um, this week, uh, it came out this morning, uh, Big Al of Villanueva um, is going to be visiting with the Ravens this week. It's a visit. doesn't mean anything. But, you know, the Steelers haven't done anything yet. Uh, we talked about a report a week or two ago where they said, hey, don't put your house on the market yet. And I think our guess and what probably would happen would be you know, maybe the Steelers will wait until after the draft to see what tackle they get, can they start him, where they feel they're at. And obviously, yeah, Villanueva could do what he wants. He doesn't have to wait in the Steelers. The Ravens just talked that they're going to trade Orlando Brown. Uh, he's requested a trade. And the other tackle, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he's supposedly injured. So the Ravens could have a whole of tackle. They brought Villanueva in. Um, should that impact anything, Joe? Or is that? Uh, impact anything for the Steelers? I don't well, think so. Not at this phase. Like you said, it's just it's a visit, you know, right. and and that's fine. And and several Steelers have visited the Ravens and turned around and driven right back west and uh, said, yeah, no thanks, and have come back. And several of them on on deals that are financially more viable for the Steelers. Uh, I think it's a it's a tough year to be out there with a with the salary cap. You know, brought it rained in a little bit, and that's true across the board for everybody. So there's a number of guys who, I think, just aren't are are hoping for bigger deals uh, elsewhere and aren't finding them and find their way back to Pittsburgh. Uh, that's just happening a lot this off season. So I, I, I'm feeling strongly that I think we'll see him back with the Steelers next year. But like you say, it's going to be an after the draft kind of. Um, once we've solved all of the other problems, then we'll see where we're at. All right. Very good. Um, and Paul, I'm getting a question from a guest that's coming up later. Uh, so if you guys cut me out real quick here, um, I was also curious about the Villanueva thing. I don't, I think Villanueva's play has regressed. I think they're okay with or without him, but they don't really have veterans and, you know, they might need to draft a center and a tackle really early. Um, may, the Steelers may have already done this, but do you think maybe the Steelers could just say, hey, here's a minimum contract. Can you take it? Uh, you think they've had that talk? I'm sure they have. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think he's one of those guys who's dependent more on his reputation than his current output. Uh, so I, if he goes, it's it's not a huge loss. Obviously, to have an established veteran is better than uh, starting a rookie. 
Um, but yeah, I think he's maybe hoping for some more money. Probably won't find it with Baltimore. A uh, good chance he ends up coming back here. I'm sure we've put something on the table for him. Um, that would make life a little easier, at least for now. Um, you know, a, a B minus tackle is still better than rolling the dice on a rookie. So I'm sure there's something out there, and I'm sure he wants to see if Baltimore can top it. It's always helpful to have somebody who's got uh, a little bit of experience with our system and uh, coaches who understand who he is and how best to use him uh, could always be a valuable asset for the Steelers. So I hope he comes back. Um, But like you said, it's, we've, we've had bigger losses uh, due to the, the, uh, the tightened budget this year than we will with Villanueva. Very good. And kind of surprising news, um, you know, Vince Williams, um, the Steelers didn't um, resign him. The money was a little bit too high. They had to kind of get under the cap. So they released Vince Williams. Some talk they might come back, and, man, he came back, and he's coming back on minimum contract. What do you guys want you guys to talk back and forth on? Is that good he's coming back? And the other question I have is, you know, we're assuming Devin Bush is going to be back and healthy at the start of the year. Who would you start beside Bush now? Would you start Spillane or Williams? And then on top of that, should the Steelers look for an inside linebacker at all in the draft? Joe, you want to start? I think much in the same much in the same way, having a guy back who understands the system and who the coaches know how to use is super valuable. Um, I think he's probably a better option than Spillane opposite Bush. I think Williams would come in as the starter with Spillane uh, coming in to relieve. Um, yeah, I, I just he's a he's a he's a solid uh, linebacker, and I think he's he's a great addition to the team. I'm so glad that he's able to come back because you don't want to you don't want to be in a position where you're swapping out half of every single position. You know, you know, where where one of the inside linebackers is is a is a key guy, and the other guy is somebody who you know has to has to get up to speed. Um, so glad to see that he's back. Uh, I don't know about the draft. What do you feel about the draft, Paul? You think we still need another inside linebacker? Um, I think we do, but I don't think it's as urgent with Vince coming back. Um, I. I think Spillane is a serviceable backup. I don't feel good about him being the every week starter. Uh, so I would definitely choose Williams over him. Uh, but I think inevitably uh, we saw last year what happens without depth at the linebacker spot. So I wouldn't be so surprised if, if there's a middle linebacker in there at some point, but it's not and as if- big of a, a crisis. And at that point, really, even if one doesn't present himself in the middle of the draft or even toward the end of the draft where you don't have a a pick that you feel really solid about, I think there's enough serviceable inside linebacker guys who are out there um, where it might be some be able to pick up somebody on a one-year deal. Uh, Like I said, there's just roster cuts all over the place, and uh, there's a lot of really solid inside linebackers who who are just around who definitely can contribute still. And uh, it may be easy enough to pick up one of those guys uh, rather than using a draft pick on another inside linebacker. Yeah, I think with the needs that we have right now, 
um, it's not a red alert situation. Like we have to have uh, a linebacker in the draft. Like you said, there's, there's options to have a solid person in place there. You may not have, you may not have a superstar, but a solid person in that role. Well, another person that I think is kind of interesting for me when that are on our list to talk about here today is uh, the re-signing of Josh Dobbs, um, which I find, I find strange. I would, you know, we need one. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I don't, I'm unclear as to what, how that works for us. I don't know if it's, you know, he was, okay. it's, uh, it's a price point that was, that was uh, good for the Steelers, but it's yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I apologize. We have a guest no, that's coming up in about an hour or so. And she had some questions about how our podcast worked and we took care of it and she's good. So we look forward to seeing her in a little bit. Uh, but in terms of Josh Dobbs, yeah, Josh Dobbs isn't your franchise quarterback. Uh, Josh Dobbs isn't going to be a humongous deal. Why I think this is kind of important though, is I think it tells you that the Steelers aren't really looking for a quarterback in the draft. I'll tell you why. Yep. In the room now, you've got Big Ben, you've got Mason Rudolph, you got Dwayne Haskins, and then now you've got Josh Dobbs. These guys are signed. Now, that doesn't guarantee they all That is a full players. room. That's what? a full room right there. Well, and if you think about look at the NFL. I mean, you, you could have 40 quarterbacks in the roster, but typically what happens is you dress two, and then your third guy's on your taxi squad or practice squad. Now, you can put more than two guys on your practice squad. Maybe the Steelers would do that if there's an expanded practice squad. But the fact that he got Dobbs makes me think that between Big Ben, and yeah, obviously Big Ben's going to be with the team this year, but between Big Ben, Mason, Dwayne Haskins, and Josh Dobbs, maybe one of those guys don't make the team. And, you know, we haven't had a chance to see Dwayne Haskins practice, but I think that puts a little bit of a fire under Dwayne Haskins' butt because if he doesn't produce, he may not be there. So, you know, if they didn't bring Dobbs back, that you would have to draft a quarterback to say, hey, you know, maybe we have to do that. But I, I think this is telling you, Pittsburgh's probably not going to get a quarterback in the draft unless somebody really falls even the first round or later in the draft We're like, oh, my gosh, like Kyle Trask is available in the fifth round. We need to draft him because he fell really far. But it doesn't – it takes away the the focus to say, dang, we need to get a quarterback. Well, like that's currently in the running back room where you're like, crap, we need to draft a running back. <laughs> Got a lot uh, of empty seats in that running back room. Right. Well, it's the same thing about Vince Williams. I mean, I don't think – I have some issues with Vince Williams' game. I love the guy's leadership. The guy's fun. The guy's a tough Steelers linebacker. I appreciate that. Vince doesn't cover the running backs of Titans coming out of the flat as well. And honestly, NFL 2021, you almost got to be fast. Um, and, you know, last year when he played with Devin Bush, Devin Bush was fast. He covered that. But then when Devin Bush got hurt for the year, you had two slower guys in Williams and Splane, and that's where things started to go haywire a little bit more in the defense. So I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back at a million dollars. Let's 
Vince Williams is a spectacular linebacker. Let's just say that. But I'd rather have Vince Williams because if we didn't have Vince Williams, now we're talking, man, do we go inside linebacker in the first round, the second or third round? It just gives us a little bit more cushion there. Now, I'm hearing Vince Williams might want to be a coach in the year. So I think you only got one year of Vince Williams. So in essence, you're kicking the can down the curb. So next year at this time, we'll probably be like, hey, we need inside linebacker. Because now we don't have Vince Williams because he probably will retire, from what people say. But I think this is good because, look, a couple weeks ago we were talking, and, man, we're like, dang, there's six different draft needs. We need more picks to do that. Now, we still have needs. Vince Williams is going to make us a 16-0 team, but we don't have as many needs as we had in the past. And, and again, that's the thing with Josh Dobbs. Hey, if Josh Dobbs has to regularly play for the Steelers this year, it's not going to be a good season. I think Josh Dobbs, if nothing else, just tells you a message saying, hey, you know, we're not drafting Mac Jones in the first round or anything else. And now, I, I think the only way they would make a change is if, like, let's say Justin Fields falls to 24. And you, that's not going to happen. Justin Fields probably will fall past 10 at the very worst. I don't think Mac Jones will either, but <laughs> – but we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see on that. I also think, I, just as we were talking about it here, and I was thinking a little bit more, like it's probably a decent idea to have just a little bit of extra quarterback insurance, because really, frankly, at any moment, Ben could go down. Right. Um, you know, we have him on. We have him back for. We've rented him for another year, uh, but it, it really could just one one rough play. And we're back into elbows and, and shoulders and, you know, bad back or a concussion or anything because he still doesn't uh, take care of himself that, that well. He's throwing his body around like he's a 25-year-old. Uh, so it's probably also reasonable to carry another quarterback just for that extra level of insurance because of the way Ben plays. Right. But probably you're not going more than three on your team. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, again, you might have. Well, you also to... never know when a Cleveland Brown is going to club your quarterback over yes. the head with a with a helmet again. <laughs> Very true. Never so, know. Um, and we talked about James Conner. I mean, it wasn't much to talk about. Uh, did you guys mention him? Sorry, yeah. I was... we didn't mention him yet. No, we no. were just getting around to that. So part of the deal with having a extra empty running back room is that James Conner did sign to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so he's gonna he is out of town. Uh, which I think really only solidifies, as we were talking about saying that the Browns, that's just Browns, who cares about the Browns? That uh, uh, the Steelers don't, aren't going to want to be looking for a quarterback this draft. I think they're extra committed now that Connor has signed elsewhere that they really do need to make a marquee uh, running back draft. Like they, they really have to come away with a running back. They would also need to come away with a good lineman but they absolutely need to make a splash with running backs. I saw a ridiculous stat. It was like 11 of the top 100 prospects in the draft are offensive tackle. So, yeah, you, you, I, I wouldn't be horrifyingly disappointed if they go tackle first round. But Me neither. But I think there's tackles you could get in the third round. Yes. Honestly, I, I like, you know, center running back tackle or running back center tackle as the – the mm -hmm. draft order, and I, I mean, you need it, and you know, like I was telling Paul before, I had to take care of that thing. Offer Big Al a minimum contract. Say, man, we wouldn't mind having you back in the room, and in that way, if we don't 
get guys. I mean, hey, I think the only thing that scares me is, man, we don't not only need to draft a running back, center, and tackle. We want to pick just guys that are worthy to start. I mean, you know, you you want guys that can come and start right away, and that that's where this could be a little bit tricky for a Steelers. So, I mean, if if one of the top three running backs is available at twenty four, and we roll out a big fatty instead of one of those three, I, I might throw things. Um, but if those three guys are gone, then I'm okay with the the linemen at twenty four. Yeah. And, and we'll see. I mean, well, I, well, looking at the teams that are up there, how many of them are going to choose a running back over some of the other things that are out there? I mean, yeah, because there's going to be several quarterbacks that are needed, especially at the top. Uh, and then there's a lot of good wide receivers. There's a lot of the, and those linemen that are out there. Uh, you know, I, there's a solid possibility that at least one of those three running backs are going to be available. Well, uh, I, I think I think that's reasonable to expect that that'll happen. And I've heard a billion different opinions on that. Some people say, man, running backs haven't gone the first round, period. And that is true. And I saw another podcast that kind of went team by team and said, they're not going to pick a running back because of this. You never know. I mean, there's a lot of teams, Steelers included, and say, hey, we're going to pick the best guy available. And we're not going to just sit there and say, oh, we need a tight end. So we'll pick a tight end no matter what. They may pick the best guy. So we're not going to know. I, I'll be honest. Uh, we need to talk later about how we're going to handle our podcast on draft night and moving forward. But I'll tell you, however we're handling draft night, I'm going to be watching, freaked out to make sure that all three running backs aren't gone by 23. I don't think they will be. It's possible all three will be there at 23. I mean, 24 when you pick first. But you never know. I mean, the NFL's screwy. I mean, you can read mock drafts till you're blue in the face. And some guy that's in the top 10 goes 25. And we're like, wow, how do you fall that far? Well, it's because mock drafters are different than the guys who are actually picking guys. And there'll be some guy that's in the 20s in the mock draft that goes to 9 or 10. And we're sitting there like, oh, did that team stretch? They may, they may not. So it's an exact science. I, I think we could get some foreknowledge of what they're doing. I agree with Joe. That room is so desolate right now. <laughs> a running back. I mean, they have to go running back. Benny Snell's in there. Going, hey, hey, where is everybody? <laughs> well, and I was reading too. Yeah, they could go veteran running back, like the old guy running back, like a Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson. I, I still want that to happen. I, you know, I want a marquee guy, and I want them to pick up one of those seasoned vets. Well, I was reading somewhere saying, okay, who is available? We're saying all three guys are gone. Like, we can't get a good running back. Yikes. You know, Harris is gone. And they said, like, Wayne Gallman, who I think played a little bit for the Giants last year, technically is a top-rated running back out there in terms of free agency. So, yeah, I don't want to stretch and reach for a guy. But we need. it would be nice to have either Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, or uh, Javante Williams out there. There are a couple of good guys. Michael Carter's been listed as a good name for North Carolina. The kid from Ohio State, Trey Sermon, and uh, Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State have been mentioned. I'm not sure if his last three can come in and be your bellwether guy. And, you know, Paul and I talked about this a lot early last year. I'm not crazy about one guy running it 30 times a game. But you know how the Steelers roll. They pick one guy and they run him until he's falling apart. So, all right. Well, again, thanks for – 
your patience, guys, as I was doing with other issue. Anything else you need to talk about the Steelers before we head to our next thing? I don't think so. All right. Well, hey, brief shows. um, They're going to get a little bit, well, a lot more in-depth as we get right after the draft. And we'll go back to brief shows. And obviously, as the season goes, moves closer, we'll have our four-hour weekly. Get back to that. Yeah, should be good. So, hey, thanks for checking out the Sewage Podcast. Let us know what you think. Thanks for dealing with our audio issues of last week. Trying to jam too much in. But, hey, we're in better shape now. <laughs> Life's good. All right, have a good one. Talk to you guys later.